Hey, hey, hey! Exciting news! Do you ever look in the mirror or at a photograph of yourself or put on some clothes? Or rather, don't put on some clothes because the clothes you really want to wear are hanging in the cupboard or buried in some bag at the back of the cupboard and your heart sort of sinks and you think... I know, I know I need to do different things. I know I need to do something different to lose the weight, to get healthy, to do all the stuff I want to get to, to what Dr. Alina calls healthy, amazing you. And yet somehow I can't do it. You, my friend, have what is called a doing gap. It's not a knowledge gap. It's a doing gap because you're busy and you've got other stuff going on. So the Radiate and Renew program starting, drum roll please, next week, we're kicking off on Tuesday next week. It's super exciting. You will learn to do four small but mighty habits that you are going to enjoy and it's going to be easy. Now the idea of this, there's two ideas behind it. Number one, you do the habits, in a year's time you've still got the habits and they really have moved the needle. You know, you're really doing things slightly differently. But also, once you start doing things differently, you realise that you can carry on doing things differently. And so you might decide, hey, I'm going to do the reboot or I'm going to do something else and I'm really going to get to the bottom of this goal. I'm going to reach my goal. So if you are interested, if you'd like some help and support, Radiate and Renew starts on Tuesday. I will leave the link in the show notes. I had a miracle cure that would guarantee you and your family living to a ripe old age whilst feeling vigorous, fit and fabulous. Would you be interested? Well, I do. It's called Healthy Living. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. Healthy Living for Families Made Easy. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick. I hope that you are feeling fabulous. I have a super exciting treat for you today. I have a lovely guest called Dr. Lisa Oldson, who is a weight loss doctor. And she's going to be giving her, giving us some of her wisdom in her expertise of how she has helped so many people lose weight, including her concept of wabi-sabi weight loss. So it was a really lovely chat and really interesting to talk to her. Now, before we dive in and chat about, chat to Lisa, a few things that I would like to say. Number one, if you're not in the Facebook group, come and join the Facebook group where we just continue the chat a little bit. It's a really good place to be able to connect for me to actually get to know you, which is fabulous. And secondly, my Healthy You Healthy Family group program is amazing. I have now finished um, the scholarship phase one and I am on scholarship phase two. So I am looking for 10 more people who would like to come and join the group. So let me just read a little message that I had from one of the ladies in the group. She said, things are going well for me at the moment. I've made tremendous improvements, not only in what I eat, but in my whole life. I really do feel amazing and I'm having fun whilst I'm doing it. I'm so grateful to you and your simple, doable and enjoyable course. So if you're interested in finding out more, scholarship phase two, so not free, but at a reduced price, the price is going to go up 
in November after my Healthy You, Healthy Family Challenge. So that will be starting November the 8th. That's going to be super exciting, a free challenge. So I'm getting ready to do that. It's lots of work, but I totally love it. So put that in your calendar and I will tell you when you can sign up for that. And then after that, the price will be going up again. So if you're interested and think, okay, I really want to make healthiest me easy and fun and I would like some support then get in contact you can either if you're on my email list you can reply um, to one of my emails or you can email me at orlina at com. so that's o-r-l-e-n-a at com. okay let's start chatting to lisa Hello and welcome, Lisa Olson. I'm super excited to have you here. I'm super excited to be talking about weight loss and making it easy and fun. So thank you, first of all, for being here. Oh, thank you. Super excited too. Would you like to start by just telling people a little bit of your background and your expertise? Sure. Thanks. Okay, great. Well, as you said, I'm Dr. Lisa Olson and I am a weight loss physician And I think my journey to where I am right now started at a very young age as a teenager being immersed in that toxic diet culture that so many of us, uh, particularly women, are exposed to when we're young with a lot of restricting and dieting. And, um, you know, you and I are aligned in knowing that's a lot of nonsense. And that's not really the path toward a happy, successful weight loss journey. So I really rejected that. And it has it has been an experience. It's been a journey for me to find my path to what I think really healthy, transformative, lifestyle changes uh, need to be in order to manage weight for the long haul. And so, um, yeah, so I've made so many positive changes in my own life along the way, besides getting board certified as a bariatrician or a weight loss specialist. I also got certified as a life coach because what I have come to learn and understand is that the biggest part of my job helping people with their weight is all about managing our minds, our thoughts, our feelings, stress, getting enough sleep. I don't think it's any big news flash to tell someone that an apple is healthier than a slice of apple pie. And so I, you know, I was always searching for what, what is the thing I need to, to do to help people take it to the next level, a more transformative change. And so that for me has been figuring out all the mind body connection. That's the bit I absolutely love. And I totally agree with you. I think, well, I don't know if you've listened, but I talk about four pillars. And pillar number four is my emotional wellness pillar, which includes stress. And I think without it... Wait, I want to hear your other pillars because I also (laughs) say four pillars. I wonder if ours are the same. Okay, so my four pillars are... Pillar number one is loving healthy eating. Now, I can go down a rabbit hole with healthy eating, but essentially it's plant-based, it's vegetables. I'm all about the vegetables, sort of Mediterranean style diet, lentils, legumes, nuts, seeds, olive oil, a bit of healthy protein. But it's about loving healthy food and it being easy and fun. Pillar number two is exercise that lights you up because that's where you feel fit and fabulous and get your energy from. 
Pillar number three is what I call delicious, healthy sleep so that you wake up feeling refreshed and full of energy every day. And then pillar number four is the emotional aspect. And, you know, as you're saying, it's like the foundation. If you don't have that emotional aspect, any of those changes that you make in the top three pillars, they just fall apart. They're just not sustainable because you don't have that concrete reason for doing things. So tell us, what are your four pillars? Yes, yes. Okay, my four pillars are about the same, but they don't have such delicious adjectives associated (laughs) with them. So I always say nutrition, and I use um, almost the exact same approach, but I use the term plant forward. um, And that's really like all the same things you're talking about, um, the legumes, the nuts, the seeds, the olive oil, the vegetables, all of that. Um, And it just sprinkles in a little flexitarianism in there because sometimes people will start working with me with a nutrition approach that involves a lot of McDonald's or Chick-fil-A. And there's a long road from eating that to a plant-based way of eating. And so I just like to think plant forward. That's kind of like, that's where our journey is headed We may or may not land in plant-based, but we're going in that direction with all the same things that you just mentioned. My second one, I I shy away from the word exercise. I'm really interested in, I think this is probably cultural, but I I just call it movement because- I like movement too, but- um... Yeah. As you know, sometimes exercise freaks people out if that's not already a part of their life or if they've been intimidated by it. So I always like to say like movement can be, you know, depending on where you are, you might just like pull your shades, turn down the lights, crank up the music and just kind of move around your kitchen. You know, no one has to know, no one has to see it. Um, It could just start with something like that or brisk walking. And certainly, you know, you can go up from there. Number three is definitely sleep for me also. And number four is just the stress management, the emotional peace, managing your mind, we the have kind, loving we have I know, I can't believe it, which is so funny because I've heard other people who have pillars for whom the pillars are like, drink all your water, manage your hunger. Like there are a lot of other things, but your, yours and mine are quite similar. <laughs> oh, I have to say, I love that ours are similar. And I think for me, I just wanted to keep it simple. I can see it's so easy to get tied up in, oh, is this one particular kind of food something that is going to promote weight loss? When people say, does a food promote weight loss? I'm like, how does that work? Like, <laughs> Right, right. The, that magic food pomegranates are going to make me lose weight or whatever it is. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But it's about keeping it simple, I think, in in my mind and not looking at the broad picture and not worrying too much about those tiny details of, you know, how much turmeric should we have or should we have cinnamon in our diet and all of these kind of things. There's a time and a place for those things. But in big terms, particularly when we're talking about sustainability and keeping going, it's mm-hmm. the big picture. And I love your approach to forward. What did you say? Vegetable forward. Plant, forward. Plant, Plant forward. Plant forward. I love that. I love that. And I totally get that as well. So I love that. So in your work of all the years, what do you think, what do you see the most frequently as the thing that trips people up? Oh, it's all about the self-talk when 
progress isn't as fast as people expect. In my experience, people might be showing up for themselves, making some healthy changes. Sometimes um, they're expecting too much from exercise in terms of weight loss. And so sometimes that can burn people out. But I really think sometimes when people show up for themselves and they start making changes, they are making such big changes and expecting big drops on the scale. And when it's not quite that dramatic, it's not like a social media post, I dropped 100 pounds in four months, you know, then they feel like, well, why am I even trying then? It's not working. It, that's the phrase. That's the phrase that trips people up. It's not working. Yeah. I like to say, are you sure? <laughs> because I think it is working. It The scale will catch up when people make the right changes and they just keep showing up. So like with your plant-based eating, you know, if people just keep eating their vegetables, keep eating their nuts and their seeds and their, you know, their berries and they're riding their bikes. You can't tell me that's not going to eventually make a difference. But I think we get frustrated when the progress is too slow. I don't know. Do you think, Orlina, do you find that to be like a social media thing that I think I think so as well. And I think one thing that I see is people have this constant idea that you have to be constantly making progress. And my response is, you don't have to be constantly making progress. What you have to be doing is constantly moving forwards and not slipping backwards. And that in itself is progress that people may have a bad day or a particularly, you know, difficult week or whatever it is. And then they aren't doing life perfectly. And I always think, you actually get far more benefit by not slipping backwards than you do by perfecting the perfect. The the perfect never exists, but we're always striving for this perfect time, this perfect day, this perfect life when I do everything perfectly. Actually, if you can just minimize the amount of, I'm going to use scare quotes, damage that you do when things aren't going right, you've actually made so much progress but you don't see it and you don't acknowledge it. You just beat yourself up about it and go, oh, I'm not perfect. And I think that that's why it all boils down to this mindset. It's just keep going. Right. You know, you just made me think of something that I've recently started doing. I mean, I think I did it anyway, but I started being formal about it. And that is for all of the people that I coach, I keep a running list of their non-scale victories. So it used to be I would just talk about it like, oh, you know, you had this event and you didn't go to the food carnival. Like, that's great. That's a victory. You know, you didn't lose weight, but that's not what it's all about. Like you maintain some control. But now I'm starting to like really tease it out and write down like, okay, why did you have success? You're getting really good at making plans. You're getting really good at listening to your own positive self-coaching. Like, I'm going to choose to, you know, double my vegetables in this dinner. So maybe I'll eat a little less of the dessert or something because I'm really excited about the health benefits because I want to live healthy to a hundred. I'm choosing this because I feel great when I eat this way. I'm choosing not to over drink at a party because that it feels better to me to be eating and drinking in a healthy way. And 
So capturing some of those in an ongoing list of non-scale victories, I went to this party and I only had one glass of wine. I went to this party and I didn't eat all the fried appetizers or, um, you know, I went to this party and I ate a tiny healthy dinner before I went so that I didn't overdo it with desserts and cocktails at the party or whatever it is, like just finding these little tiny victories and capturing them so that over time, when we reach a moment where we kind of hit a wall, we can be like, well, hey, let's look at all of the progress that has been made that's not just on the scale. Like you can go hiking with your friends. You didn't get too tired. You're riding your bike on your errands. You're feeling great. You're, you know, all of these wonderful, you can fit in your jeans that you did you weren't able to wear last year. I like to just capture all the positive. And I think you are really positive in your approach too. And I think one of the really important things that I see as well is that people start making changes and then it becomes the new normal. And they totally right. forget that they've had those changes. So documenting yes. it is a really good idea because otherwise you start getting despondent again and going, oh, I haven't done anything. And then when you look back and you really think about it, you're like, no, I have. I have made all of these changes. Yes. And it's moving me forwards. That's right. A hundred percent. The other thing I do, which is maybe related to our stress pillar, our emotional pillar, is sometimes people are so hard on themselves. They have such a hard time supporting themselves, complimenting themselves. I have people keep like a little compliment folder on their computer or in their journal or on note cards. And that can be any kind of compliment, not just compliments about the body, but like someone says, you're such a great teacher. You made a difference for my child. Or, you know, you're a really good friend. Or you look beautiful in that blue shirt or, you know, whatever it is, just when someone gives you a compliment, write those down and accept and it. You catch, accept it. And then when you catch yourself being hard on yourself, critical of yourself, pull those out, like remind yeah. yourself. You well, know? I think it's true. And I think it's, it's a, we have to learn to accept compliments. We're so trained to brush off compliments and go, oh no, it was nothing or no, no, actually, I may have done it one well, right once, but actually, mostly I don't do it right. But actually, it's a real skill to say, well, thank you. Thank you for the compliment and really accept that yes. compliment and allow that compliment in. So great. I think that tips. speaks to worthiness, right? I don't know if you see this too. Like sometimes people don't necessarily feel worthy of having a fit, healthy body of wearing clothes that make them feel beautiful. They have beat themselves up or beat themselves down so much over the years. They don't feel their own worthiness. And maybe part of accepting compliments, like you said, I, I like that is, you know, recognizing that you are worthy of love, your own, as well as other people's. No, absolutely. I think it's one of the core problems that we have. And I suspect, and I don't have any proof of this, but I suspect that most people have issues with self-worth on one level or are not either. They kind of think, oh, I haven't made it big, therefore I'm not worthy. Or they've made it big and then they feel like a fraud and think, I'm not worthy of making it big. Either way, I think this self-worth is a big issue for an awful, awful lot of people. 
but that most people don't talk about it. And so you think that you're the only person who is struggling internally. But I think it's a very, very common theme, um, particularly in terms of creating your healthy life. Yes, I think so, too. And it kind of speaks to something I heard you mention on one of your other podcasts that I like to say as well, like, do B-level work. Be Not all, like, you don't always have to, but like, that's great to give an example in my own life. My husband and I very often wake up really early and take a walk. And this morning, I don't know what happened. (laughs) The alarm went off at 545, snooze, snooze, snooze. And it was 620. And I said, hey, you want to just go like walk 10 minutes that way and 10 minutes back? We can't walk all the way to the lake and back, but, you know, 20 minutes. And um, and he said, like, ah, oh, it's not worth it. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm going to do some B minus work here. Like, let me out the door with my sneakers. So I think, yeah. But accepting. that's better than that's 20 minutes is better than 10 minutes, which is better than five minutes, which is better than zero. And I think we're also trained to think, oh, you know, normally I do an hour or whatever. It, I haven't done that. It's not good enough. Whereas actually, we don't look at it in that positive light of, hey, but I did. I did do 20 minutes. And that's fabulous. Right. So did you enjoy your walk? It's, it was amazing. It was great. <laughs> I listened to a podcast. And so, uh, yeah, it's it was a lovely little start to my day. And then I came back, got the kids ready for school, got to work. It really set the tone for me. I'm so glad I didn't miss that. Really glad. So here's a question. Out of all your years of experience, what are some of the big lessons that you would like to impart to us as people who are striving to lead healthy lives, perhaps losing weight? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, okay. So I have this concept. I'm going to say it really quickly for you because I know we're in concluding mode here. (laughs) But I came up with this concept that I use a lot in my work that I call wabi-sabi weight loss. So wabi-sabi is a concept used a lot in the art world and also to talk about the natural world. It's a Japanese term and it speaks to the value and the beauty in what's natural, what's changing, what's imperfect. So in the art world, you might picture like a beautiful ceramic bowl, an ancient artifact, but that has a crack in it and how, and maybe some artisan has filled in that crack. And now this bowl has almost greater value than had it been perfect. Or you can think about like with our children, maybe they had like a little lovey, a blanket or a stuffed animal that's gotten old and tattered and kind of falling apart and dirty. But that is the most treasured item that they have in their bedroom. When I, and those, uh, that's wabi-sabi. Wabi-sabi is, you know, the, the natural process of changing and evolving and not being perfect. And sometimes things break or some things go awry or sometimes we get off protocols. Sometimes we lose weight and then we have excess skin. Sometimes we mean to walk for an hour briskly and we only walk for 10 minutes slowly. And so it's this, so when I think of wabi-sabi weight loss, 
I think about the fact that the journey is always evolving. There's not a finish line. We don't have to be perfect along the way. We can find the little treasures along the way that add value. Like your podcast is a new treasure in my life. I'm going to enjoy listening. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like that's not been part of my weight loss journey from the get-go, but now you're going to be a part of my journey to being healthy to 100, which is what I want to have. And so I I like this wabi-sabi idea. I hope all of your listeners think, you know, I want to have fun along the journey. There's not a finish line. There's not an end point. I'm going to go down different paths. I'm going to find different people to accompany me on the way. I'm going to be plant forward or plant based. But if I accidentally eat a hot dog, the world has not ended. (laughs) I totally love that concept. And thank you for sharing it with us because it's a new concept. And it just, it reminds me when you talk about children and their lovies. And I have to tell you this story that my daughter, who is now nearly nine, but when she was little, she used to suck her thumb and she had this really gorgeous little mouse. Okay. But she sucked it. She sucked her thumb all the time. And she had this mouse all the time. We used to call it <laughs> poo mouse because, you know, when children suck things, they get a little bit disgusting. <laughs> this, it, it kind of disintegrated and it just, you know, I would wash it occasionally, but it just got more and more disintegrated. I even wrote to the company and they kindly, they didn't sell this particular one anymore. They sent me another one, which was bigger, but it wasn't perfect. Mm. It wasn't her thing. But this, in the end, it turned into something that looked like an extra from the mummy because it was (laughs) so. That's awesome. (laughs) Eventually she lost it in a shop. And on that day, she stopped sucking her thumb. It's really strange, but there you go. See, that journey is, there's the beauty in her journey. I love it. She had a wabi-sabi thumb-sucking journey. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being on our podcast and sharing your amazing wabi-sabi weight loss, which I totally love. Thank you. I love it Where can people find more about you? Ah, thanks for asking. Okay. So I have, my website is oldsunmedical.com. But starting this month, I will be launching, I have the URL and the website will appear sometime in the next few weeks, smartweightlosscoaching.com. Fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah, I'm trying to tone down the medicalization of health and wellness and weight. You know, because it's all up here. (laughs) I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, congratulations on your new website. And thank you once again for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks. So thank you so much, Lisa, for chatting to us and make sure you go and check out Lisa's website. Now, remember, come and join the Facebook. And if you are interested in joining Dr. Alina's Healthy You Healthy Family Group Program with scholarship phase two, then send me an email and we will book a time to chat. Send me an email at orlina at drorlina.com. And I will see you next week. Have a fabulous week. Bye bye. (laughs) 